Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel and the podcast. Today we have a four-game NBA Sunday slate on the weekend content here on the channel. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have already had a great weekend. Hopefully your PGA contests that are going to be coming to an end today at PGA National Golf Course down in Florida are holding up pretty strong. Hopefully everybody at the DFS Open had a good time. XFL Sunday two-game slate. I'll be live around 11 a.m. today to just chat, hang out, break it down on YouTube, Twitch, and Sportscaster. Check out any of those platforms. If you want to talk, hopefully your Saturday went pretty well. Most of my players are playing on Sunday outside of Trey McBride one-offs, and that's about it. So hopefully you all had a a pretty good weekend so far. We're going to get into this four-game slate, but before we do, I just want to let you know that the $50 weekend giveaway that I've been running now, the third straight weekend of doing this, for subscribing to the podcast and an extra entry uh, for every single podcast you subscribe to, but also you get three extra entries to incentivize you for a better chance to win. Only five people have done it this weekend to rate the podcast uh, with a review, leave a review. There might have been more they haven't processed yet. I saw some people leaving comments on YouTube as their review. That doesn't count, but I appreciate the comment. Uh, But it's only on the podcast version, which will be linked up down below, which is the review possible on Apple. People saying they're having issues with it on their their phones. You have to download the Apple podcast app. If you don't have an Apple product, you can end up going through via the desktop and just creating an Apple ID. But if you go through the podcast app in the app store, it's a purple little app, a purple or pink, and then you scroll down, um, the reviews start to pop up and it'll let you leave a review. It'll give you an option to write a review. So you can check that out, uh, $50 giveaway for anybody who wants to do that. Also, to get into it, if you subscribe and hit the notification bell on YouTube, that counts as one entry. So one entry for subscribing everywhere and subscribing on YouTube with the notification bell. And then also additional three entries for leaving a review. Um, and we'll add an entry if you follow over on Twitter and or Instagram as well. So that's $50 giveaway every single weekend. Only six people have gotten that bonus spike of reviews from um, or points from leaving the review. So be sure to get in there. Uh, $50. We've given it away the past two weeks. We reached out to the people. Be sure to leave a way for me to contact you via email, whatever it might be, PayPal, whatever is best for you. But with that being said, I do have Patreon projections for today uh, for the NBA, four games late. They're already done. They're going to be put up in a little while after I kind of baseline and check all the minutes over once again. But if you are interested in supporting me over on Patreon, where we have a great community of over 350 people talking XFL, PGA, and now obviously NBA, um, have a ton of projections over there, have a ton of tiers and rankings, and going to be rolling out some, yes, MLB things. Uh, People have been asking me a lot, but MLB will be getting rolled out. WNBA, although um, they probably have a shortened season, going to be getting rolled out as well. So without further ado, let's get into the four-game slate. Starting with the injury news, like we always do, going alphabetical order for these eight teams. Uh, Starting in Denver with Paul Millsap, questionable with an ankle. Keep an eye on this. Um, I haven't projected in for 18 minutes. I gave Jeremy Grant 30 minutes, so pretty much gave Millsap, who's been up and down playing. Minutes have come up as of late. Um, This is sort of my, eh, I'm not sure if he plays projection. If he does play, I'll probably put him closer to like the mid-20s, but pull down Jeremy Grant. If he doesn't play, obviously Jeremy Grant looks really good for low to mid-30s in minutes. Even Paul Millsap would start to look okay. They haven't been, uh, they don't love to run Paul Millsap next to Nikola Jokic, but they were doing that a little bit when Millsap was healthy and, and or when uh, Paul um, Plumley was healthy and Millsap was out. In Detroit, Christian Wood is questionable with a foot. Bruce Brown is out with a knee and Thon McCurr is questionable with an ankle. 
These are all important pieces of injury news. Obviously, I mean, you have half of the front court already gone from this team with Markeith Morris and Andre Drummond out. Uh, if Fon McCurr was to miss, John Henson would look like a really strong play. Henson's already looking like a strong play if you just give him like 18 minutes at center. Now, if you told me Fon McCurr was out and Henson's starting to play like mid-20s to upper-20s at center, well, he would look like one of the best plays, if not the best play on the slate. Christian Wood right now, for me, looks like one of the better payoff options, and he's only 7,500. So uh, hopefully at his foot injury, he can recover from his 1.55x multiplier in Superdraft is um, beyond fantastic. The worst price you're going to find is probably fantasy draft, but super draft then uh, DraftKings where I really like Christian Wood today. Um, and if, if, Bomberker is out. John Henson on all these platforms looks really good. Also, if you are interested, Superdraft is still doing a $10 sign-on bonus for anybody who uses the link in my description uh, below. Um, if you're listening on a spot where you can't look at the link, if you use the promo code SAL, S-A-L, $10 upon deposit over on Superdraft if interested. Um, so keep getting now to Golden State. Um, you have Draymond Green questionable, missed last night with a knee injury. Uh, it was knee soreness. So I have Draymond Green in today for, I believe, 27 minutes. Jordan Poole missed with an ankle injury, a sprained ankle. I have him out, just knee soreness. He was questionable, Draymond, yesterday. Poole was leaning more towards doubtful for most of the day with an ankle injury. So um, second night of a back-to-back, not shocked if they both miss. I'd be surprised if they both play, though, but who knows at this point. Best price on Draymond is probably over on Fantasy Draft, by the way. In LA, Danny Green missed last night. It seems like this is going to be somewhat of a longer issue uh, from what the original report said, but we don't have much clarity on that. It's a hip injury. I don't have him projected for in today. It'll help your Avery Bradleys, your KCPs, your Alex Caruso's just see a few more minutes um, off the bench and just in that terrible wing rotation of what is the Lakers at this point. Uh, JJ Redick is going to be out for New Orleans. You can give some minutes now to Frank Jackson. I gave him 12 here. I gave an extra couple minutes to Josh Hart. Give maybe an extra minute or so to Alonzo Ball. And that's how you get through that. In Sacramento, you have a questionable De'Aaron Fox, who did play in the last game but missed the two previous games, and a questionable for his backup, Corey Joseph, who, since Fox came back, is going to play 15 or 16 minutes. Pretty much all the backup blinker minutes is what I have it for. Right now, I have Fox projected for 33 minutes, and Corey Joseph projected for 15. So all 48 point guard minutes are up in the air today, depending on this abdominal injury for De'Aaron Fox and the, the heel injury for Corey Joseph. So keep a close eye on that. If Fox is in, and Joseph, if Fox is out and Joseph is in, well then I like Joseph. If they're both out, you start to get Yogi Ferrell, maybe Justin James if he's even with the team right now, or if he's in G League. Obviously Buddy Heald and the Manji Bielitsa, and the biggest one that probably starts to become the de facto point guard, Bogdan Bogdanovich at times. So um, if he, if Fox is in, all that goes out the window. But if they're both out, things start to get pretty wild. Toronto, lots of injuries. Marcus All has been missing games. I don't know if he's technically questionable or doubtful, but I put him in as questionable with a hamstring. Serge Ibaka is questionable with a knee, and Fred Van. Van Vliet is questionable with the shoulder. Abaka, Van Vliet both, both missed the last game. So did Gasol as well, but he's missed a ton of games in a row. So if you have no Abaka, Chris Bouchard only played backup center minutes. Um, you had Ronda Hollis-Jefferson drawing the start, playing 28 minutes. So they would both be in play depending on who starts. If Fred Van Vliet was out, you just saw Norman Powell come back from injury and not be limited at all, play, I think, 36 minutes. Um, you had OG Ananobi play high 30s in minutes. So those guys, if there's no uh, Fred Van Vliet, his 36 to 38 minutes have to get separated out. And it seems to be going directly to Norman Powell and also OG Ananobi. So keep a close eye on that. With that said, let's get into the early interest. I'll stop on the target offense sheet if you're interested in just looking at it. I'm projecting the three of these teams' totals, so I don't really want to stay here all too long because three quarters of these games, I'm projecting the total. I feel like I get within a couple of points of them, but who knows? The lines are all right at this point, so that's why it makes projecting the totals a little bit easier. I know the difference in the points between the teams. I know what their, their pace is, and I know what their season and um, averages for points per game so you can get within a ballpark's distance not enough to really mess up a projection all that much but again when these totals come out in a few hours hopefully um, that's where I'll kind of 
sure sure them up it's like six in the morning right now and then i'll make sure to get the projections all accurate but this is where i'm at right now you can check it out the highest total on the slate is me projecting right now both the teams in the lakers and new orleans game two of the higher scoring teams two of the better teams in the slate new orleans has been playing as a top six team in point differential over the last month month and a half really since zion got on the court they're fully healthy now for like uh, this this past week, and I, I say fully healthy, and then JJ Redick gets hurt. But for their starters, this past week since the All Star break really has been that first kind of span when you have Drew and Brandon Ingram and Zion and, and Lonzo all finally healthy. Derek Favors thrown there as well. And they're looking really good. The Lakers are a two-point favorite. 118 implied total is what I have them at. New Orleans a 116 implied total. This is by far the fastest-paced game. You have a lot of disgusting games in terms of pace on this slate. Like Golden State and Washington looks okay. It's above average. Um, but New Orleans in LA is going to be one of the fastest-paced games in the slate. A track meet. Detroit and Sacramento, not great in pace. Sacramento last year was one of the teams that was flying, but a little bit different, especially with Detroit for this game. Denver and Toronto is going to be one of your better real life games, one of your better um, just playoff type atmospheres, defensive, but slow paced game for sure. Um, so yeah, it, it's head and shoulders, New Orleans and, and the Lakers on the slate and how games just stand out for uh, just positive game environments. Getting over to, that was player projections sheet, but we did not show the projections, but getting over to the early interest. So yeah, the, the projections will be shored up um, by the end of the day. If you're interested, uh, my interest, I think I have like 35 players in a player pool right now for a four game slate that's going to very much vary it's not like i have 35 strong interests but those 35 players there's probably somewhere around like a third of them that i have a good amount of interest in and then there's probably like half of them that come in that they're just like in the 3k or the mid to low 4k range as decent values right you're, you're starting to punt with some guys in that range a gary harris that i never like getting to but he's 3700 3900 whatever it might be yeah i'm not going to have him as a fixture in my lineups but he's going to be my player pool because he'll be in a couple lineups because if he goes for his 22 point game that he rarely goes for um then it ends up looking pretty good for you so starting at the top, um, uh, DraftKings salary-wise at least, and before we get into it, I will call out that Fantasy Draft is a sponsor of the show. You can see above my head, it says Fantasy Draft Rake-Free DFS, and that's the main thing. So I, I always say that um, the sponsors of these shows, whether it's Super Draft Drafters giving deposit bonus for free money to play with and refreshing new formats, Fantasy Draft is a salary cap-based site. But the reason that I, I really do like partnering with them is because it's rake-free. Um, I've been looking a ton as of late and I believe you should too, at lobbies, like just seconds before they lock to get into tournaments. In the PGA, I got into $20 tickets for the uh, $20 uh, entry for the 444 ticket for a, a next, maybe next week's PGA event at the Players. And it's like a 30 person field and only 16 people are in it. Um, so you're supposed to be competing with 30 people. That's why the price is $20 or, or 25, whatever it might've been. And now I'm only competing with 16 people, half the field pretty much. Um, and right now I'm in first and then another one, I'm in third, only first place gets the ticket, but there's also smaller contests like this. So that's what I'm kind of grinding for on FanDuel and DraftKings. And that's really just reducing rake. It's reducing competition. That's pretty much what you just get all the time over on fantasy draft. So if you're somebody who plays cash, you're somebody who plays lower stakes, um, and you realize that you're not going to win $100,000 every single night and that the allure of chasing the $100,000 prizes on FanDuel and DraftKings has probably sunk you hundreds to thousands of dollars, hopefully not a ton though, uh, depending on your actual income level. But uh, so far, and you're only playing one lineups into those, yeah, go ahead and, and check out Fantasy Draft is rake-free. I understand the allure of DraftKings. I like that they have one more contest overall for me to choose from. I'm not a fan of just playing one or two or three lineups into the 150 maxes. If I play those, I usually enter a ton or max it out. Um, but I understand the allure of the top prizes. But if you are indeed interested in actually winning money, ROI, and, and you don't have the funds to max enter all those big contests, then head over to, super, or head over to Fantasy Draft where it's going to be just 15% you're saving on rake. 
Um, so check them out. I'll link up their MBA lobby down below. There'll be other offers down below as well. You can check all of those out. They're beneficial um, to you. And that's kind of what I do on this channel. Anything that I do partnership wise is always trying to be beneficial and look out for the, the listeners slash the viewers. So be sure to check those out. I'll also let you know that down below in those offers is the Patreon projections where at this point in the show, this is just a sample of my player pool. People have called out, uh, Sal, like yesterday, um, not in any negative way. They're just having questions. No Trey Young in my player pool. Somebody asks. He was in my player pool for the for the actual games, but um, I can't go through here on a on a seven game slate like yesterday and go through fifty of all fifty of the players in my player pool in the morning. Some of them are going to change without a doubt based on how I share up some of my projections, based on um, injury news, and and really just if there's one nice value that opens up, it's going to drop off like five just garbage values. So it's not worth going over. So I kind of handpick some of the guys that I think stand out and that there's something to actually have talking points on. So at the top of this, LeBron ended up coming back yesterday. It's interesting now that you have these guys on a back-to-back. I wouldn't be shocked to see LeBron just kind of sit after going through some injuries, but he did play 34 minutes in his return and he went for 48 fantasy points. Now he's priced at 10-9, which is not as appealing. You had Anthony Davis only playing 25 minutes last night in a game that ended up blowing out. So it was really nice to see LeBron just getting that blowout run concerning for tonight maybe he doesn't get as much run uh, but Anthony Davis in 25 minutes scored about 36 fantasy points last night you've had back-to-back games to 25 minutes for Anthony Davis and, and really it's it's no big deal at this point it's just a factor of you're getting a guy who's playing in blowouts the last two games and obviously a lot of people were owning him the day that LeBron wasn't in there and that has hurt a lot of people. But what you're pretty much getting out of these two studs is a a top five percentile usage rate for Anthony Davis as a power forward slash center at 27%, a top 10 percentile assist percentage at 15%. And then obviously LeBron, number top one percentile, number one up there with like the Lucas of the world um, at 36.2% usage, number one up there with literally only the Lucas of the world at 47.6% assist percentage. Is just pretty wild. You're getting right now. Um, Anthony Davis, of course, just shooting pretty much all of his shots uh, at the rim at this point. 42% at the rim, 23% from the short mid-range. And, but then you're getting LeBron James, who has more of a, a differential from his game, of course. But just to kind of get, let you know where LeBron's at this season, shooting about 30% from three. But obviously, you know LeBron drives and he gets 46% of his shots at the rim. That is why he's a fantastic basketball player. I don't have to tell you why. $1,000 less for Anthony Davis is appealing though at least on DraftKings. Um so those two guys are up top for payup options for me. Sandwiched in between them is Bradley Beal. I'm fine getting to Bradley Beal. He's at 1.33 fantasy points per minute this season and he's playing huge minutes as of late. Um I'm projecting him for I believe 37 minutes. I might have given him 36, but he's been playing 38 to 40 minutes as of late. If I give Bradley Beal, I give him 38 minutes. So if I give him his 38 minutes, which has been his bottom number over the last two weeks of play over his last four games in a matchup against Golden State, which will be one of the more beneficial matchups. I do like Bradley Beal. And I will point out one thing. Bradley Beal and Anthony Davis have a 1.05x multiplier on Superdraft. So you get a 5% bonus over there. LeBron James is a 1.15x. So LeBron is getting an extra 10% on his overall scoring than those two. Um, I currently have LeBron projected for the most points on the slate DraftKings wise. Superdraft allows more blocks and steals points similar to FanDuel an extra point for those, but they give you the same drafts for or same points for triple doubles, which LeBron is benefiting from all of those box deals and triple doubles. So um, I think LeBron is one of the better payup options on the entire slate over on Superdraft. He is right now projected for, um, I have LeBron projected for the most points on Superdraft currently at his 1.15x multiplier. It's very close with a couple of other players. I do have Superdraft projections over on Patreon along with my 
DraftKings projections. If you all want to check those out, you can feel free to check those out. But um, that's the way that I like it. I like LeBron head over heels over the other uh, Bradley Beal and Anthony Davis for pay-up options on SuperDraft. When you start to get to other sites, LeBron on Fantasy Draft's price point is just so hard to ignore. So is Anthony Davis. So at that point, all these guys up top are a little underpriced. Um, I think that I'll have a good amount of all of LeBron, Beal, and Davis over on DraftKings as of right now. They all grade out for very similar value for me at their price point. So uh, barring any injury news, I'll probably get to all of them. Maybe a little bit more Davis because of the price savings. Zion, I have him projected for right around 40 fantasy points. I give him around 31, 32 minutes against LA. It's just a fine situation for him. It's just he's priced where he should be. Now, the price has dropped like three, $400 from that low 8K range. He has a 1.55x multiplier over on Superdraft, and that's just a spot where it's really starting to get hard to ignore Zion Williamson. I have Zion right now projected as my third overall play in the slate at Superdraft. So yeah, they keep giving him this great multiplier. He keeps smashing it, and I think it's just a, a promotion for them at this point. Um, Darren Fox, one of the guys that I don't like as much, 1.3x multiplier in Superdraft is okay. I think his price point of Fantasy Draft is the best spot you'll find at 14100 Darren Fox on, on DraftKings, he's questionable, so that's obviously important. He's just appropriately priced at this point. If I give him 33 minutes, he looks like an average play for me, but on a four-game slate, it looks a little bit better. Andrew Wiggins coming off a 40-plus point day with no Jordan Poole and Draymond Green yesterday. I'm currently projecting Draymond in and Jordan Poole out. I currently have Aaron Drew Wiggins looking really good. The 1.55x multiplier might be his best price overall. $7,600, though, on DraftKings. Um is hard to ignore for Andrew Wiggins. He's he's clearly the number one player on this team. Um, you have a situation where if I just pull up Andrew Wiggins really since the all since the trade deadline um, last five five and a half weeks or so since he's been on this team, and I won't even take anybody off the court during that time. Um, well, I'll take off just the people who shouldn't be there. Obviously, not on the team anymore, like your Alec Burks and your Glenn Robinsons, uh, and the big one's going to be D'Angelo Russell for what he does, but. If I take all those guys off the court, you pretty much have um, a 1.08 fantasy point per minute is what you get out of Wiggins so far in the entire season. That's with all the teams that he's been at. You get Wiggins in about 227 minutes since the All-Star break, having around 1.05 fantasy point per minute production. But if you start to take Draymond's off, the Jordan Pools off, it's a very small sample size. So if I take Poole off for not being in there today, a guy who's been playing uh, 30s in minutes as of late, you start to get Andrew Wiggins looking a little bit more towards a 1.1 fantasy point per minute producer, playing around 33, 34 minutes. All that to say at 7,600, he does look like a fine option. Um, my number two overall play on Superdraft today is Christian Wood. He's questionable. So this is important. I have him at 34 minutes. He's played 34, 35, 30 over his last three games. The last two have been those games closer to the mid-30s. He's a 1.55x multiplier. He's only behind LeBron today and slightly ahead of Zion. So there's my top three super draft plays as of now. I know that this is going to change depending on where I give minutes and things like that, but he looks fantastic on every single site. The fantasy draft site is a, or is price is ridiculous at 13,600. Wood on DraftKings 7,500 grades out as one of my better plays on the slate. Hopefully he is active. Fred VanVleet questionable. Did not play in the last game. 6,600 does look fine. If you give him 36 minutes, it pops. Manjibi Elites at 6,200 looks even better if there's no De'Aaron Fox. I think he looks really good across the board. Um, I probably get to him the most on DraftKings just because of the eligibility um, of where you can put him in the forward slots. Damian Lee, 40-point game last amount. He's a shooter. He's going to look good. If Jordan pulls out, I'll like him again. Harry Giles, I don't love to like, but a 1.85x multiplier over on uh, Super Draft is, I'll just set, leave it at this, very appealing. I'll let you get in there and see where that ranks out overall for me. But that's very appealing for a center. Um, we've talked about Christian Wood so far. So other big men that might take up that spot for you, Zion, depending on how you want to structure your lineups. But yeah, um, the the price on Harry Giles on Superdraft looks good. The price on dra Fantasy Draft might be my favorite. And then DraftKings 5,600, it's starting to get there. This guy has played 30 or more minutes in two out of his last four games. Um, he has started, obviously, the, the past four games in all of them. 
Alex Len does not seem to be taking anything from him. His knees seem to be holding up at this point. Giles has not played less than 24 minutes in the past what is now right now five games and he's played 24 in both in two of those games but he still scored over 30 fantasy points the lowest fantasy point production that he's had since becoming a starter over the last week last four games is 28.75 points he did that uh, two nights ago so Giles at 5600 if you get the 30 minutes out of him, he looks fantastic. I put him at 28. He's starting to look okay for me. Uh, Marquise Chris had a fine game last night out. Um, I'll give him 26, 27 minutes. He'll look okay. Jeremy Grant, only in play if there's no Paul Millsap. John Henson, keep a very close eye on this. I currently have Thon McCurr projected out and Christian Wood projected in. That made me give Sekou Demboye around 24 minutes. That game made me give John Henson around 24 minutes. John Henson at 24 minutes does rival a guy like um, Harry Giles in terms of super drafts because Henson's a 1.9x multiplier. But if there's no Thon McCurr and you get Henson starting, just lock him into your DraftKings lineups at 3,800. Lock him into your super dra- or your fantasy draft lineups at 7,400. Um, right now, I don't have him projected for what I would say is a, a full run. This is somebody that I'm going to go back towards and look a little bit more into um, in terms of what I want to put him at. I only have him at a point per minute production. I think in this spot against Sacramento, it can be much better than that. I only have him at currently 24 minutes. I think it can be much better than that, um, depending on what you end up getting out of Thon McCurr. I think at the very least, you're probably going to get somewhere around 20 minutes for John Henson at 3,800 that's in play. But obviously, if there's no McCurr, well, now you're taking around 20 minutes out of the rotation at center, and he's the next man up. Thomas Bryant at 3,800, same price. I much prefer Henson, but Bryant is just splitting his minutes, uh, probably 10 or 12, going to go to Mo Wagner, around 18 or so, going to go to Thomas Bryant. Maybe one of these days he gets his minutes limit lifted. Maybe he starts, but there's just three centers right now. Jan Mahimni's playing mid-teens and minutes, so I do think that Bryant has the most upside. I do think 3,800 is an appealing price point. Dragon Bender played 30 minutes, and he went off. Um, Last night, he goes off for 38 fantasy points. We remember this at Phoenix last year. He would play extremely well. He would start at the center. He would start at the four when Aiton was hurt. Um, when uh, Rashawn Holmes was hurt last year, he played 31 minutes. He scored 38 fantasy points. He shot three of six from three-point land after the previous two games, shooting 0 of six. So that's definitely going to help you uh, when you can secure an extra 10-plus fantasy points from three. Um, he was very close to a double-double. He had nine rebounds, four assists. But then the big thing is that he had four blocks and steals, three blocks, one steal. So um he shot extremely well from three, fifty percent. That's that's not going to happen um, repeatedly for him. Uh, his only his, I mean, his best other performances were four three point attempts, two makes, right? Or, or since this time that he's been with Golden State, so more times than not, you'll have like a one of two performance from three for Dragon Bender. So knock your seven points off there. More times than not, you're not going to get four steals and blocks combined, but you're going to get somewhere between one and two. So let's call it three fantasy points. So I mean, you can more times his thirty eight point two five. Obviously, got there with the points. Uh, stayed out of foul trouble, which is a big thing for him after fouling out in the previous game against the Lakers in just 22 minutes of play. The more time, the more minutes he's on the court, the better he's going to have an opportunity to stay on the court, of course. But um, this was an outlier performance, in my opinion. The problem is his price point doesn't change. So even if he doesn't have an outlier performance, if he does give you 28 minutes, and this can surely change with Draymond being back in the rotation, you can get less Dragon Bender, although he's been starting at the five. If you only get um, 25 minute, 25 fantasy points, and he has a much worse day than he did last night because he comes down to earth, 25 fantasy points, 24 at 3,700 is still hard to ignore. He has a 2x multiplier on uh, Superdraft. I don't know if I go there right back there tonight, but that would have helped you a lot last night. And then Juan Toscano-Anderson, he is uh, 3,700 as well. He also played 30 plus minutes because Jordan Poole was out. 
because Draymond Green is out. Um, he's not a guy that I'm running back to get towards, but his price point didn't change either because the salaries were out before the game ended. Played 31 minutes, only scored 15 fantasy points. He has been very bad over the last three games, pretty much averaging like 0.54 fantasy points per minute. But the thing is, he's playing bigger minutes if he does play these big minutes. And at 3,700, nobody wants to go back to him in probably the most ideal matchup. I much prefer Damian Lee. I much prefer... Andrew Wiggins and um, even Dragon Bender. Uh, but there's other guys in this team, Marquise Chris, that I prefer, but I think he's in play at 3,700. So that's it. Those are currently 17 players on this four game slate that stand out to me. If you want the other, what I think is 17 right now in a player pool, I think there's a total of 34. Um, and those will be changing throughout the day. You can go ahead and head over to Patreon. It's linked up down below. A little pop up is above if you hit the little I button as well. Currently have 30 players in a player pool. So a very small and tight player pool for me right now. Depending on injury news, that will surely change. Like you got the big injury news to currently watch at this point is going to end up being De'Aaron Fox, is going to end up being Christian Wood, uh, and then track those um, track those guys in both Toronto and uh, Golden State. So thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out Fantasy Draft Rake Free Contest linked up down below. There's also some other offers. If you want a free 100% deposit bonus for drafters.com, if you want a free $10 to play with for Superdraft, all that's linked up below with my Patreon projections. You are rock. And finally, if you're listening on the podcast or the YouTube channel, um, it's to the point where there's not going to be a lot more people entering into this $50 giveaway. If you just want to hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast you're listening to on the platform, if you want to head over to the Apple podcast app or desktop version and just scroll down, there'll be an option to leave a review. Um, Hopefully that it's that easy for you guys as it is, uh, uh, hopefully for some other people as well. And then on YouTube, if you want to hit the subscribe and notification bell, the comments on YouTube do not count as entries. If you want to leave a review there, they are very nice words and uh, a change from what the YouTube comments sometimes can be. But thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Have a great Sunday. Best of luck in PGA and XFL as well. My name's Sal. You already know that. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.